So we're back with So You Think You Know Sports. We cover basketball, football, and sometimes UFC. Today we're covering mostly going to be football, uh, NBA, just a little bit of NBA, along with the FIBA, uh, basketball, and that's going on right now. And also cover this quote-unquote Rich Paul rule. But just to kind of start it off, I'm going to introduce the host. My name is Alex, and go ahead and say something for them, Mohammed. I just want to say what's up to all the listeners. Thank you for listening, and keep listening. Of course. Of course. We have many different platforms. We have the IG. Uh, we have Twitter. Um, I, and a, a few different outlets, but the main thing is going to be that podcast. Uh, but we're going to start off with football the nfl and with antonio brown one of the most important uh players and receivers in the game he has now been traded from the uh pittsburgh steelers to the uh the san diego sorry not the san diego but the las vegas raiders uh the new john gruden raiders but he's been in the news lately not for being such a great player, but making a big mistake when it comes to footwear. Uh, he was in taking an ice therapy and did not wear the proper feet equipment when entering the cryobolic chamber. Well, what it resulted in was extreme frostbite on his foot. Of course, a few people have seen the, uh, the photo. It is quite horrific. But... Uh, when do you actually think Antonio Brown is going to make it on the field? I can see Antonio Brown actually playing the first game of the season. Even though this whole cryogenic frostbite thing happened. Because I, I think Antonio Brown is very passionate. That's why he is as selfish as he is. He's all about getting his. And he's not going to let something like that get in the way of him play a the first game yeah i i hear you on that uh he's like the the stereotypical receiver or a great receiver in the league uh only one who doesn't really fit in that box would be larry fitzgerald just to get off topic a little bit but when it comes to antonio brown he did make a big mistake when it came to that frostbite because it that i saw that photo the it was quite horrible what the bottom of his feet looked like. And I know it, it couldn't have been too much better anyway when it comes to playing football. You're going, you're constantly on your feet. You're constantly using that uh, for a long period of time. You don't never really get a, a real rest in that state. Uh, but I, I, I don't think he's really going to make it back for uh, them filming Hard Knocks because the Raiders are also on Hard Knocks, the HBO show going on right now. And their biggest thing was going to have Antonio Brown, well, they'll probably have him in the training room just to kind of get some viewership and get him on TV. But I I think he'll make it to the first game. It's just because it's still at least a couple weeks until that first game. Yeah, and I've actually seen the first episode of Hard Knocks with the Raiders. And Antonio Brown, he didn't play a big part in it, but he was still in it. And he was still training. He just never practiced with any pads. Dude was still going hard. Really, they were trying to tell him to slow it down because he still needs to heal. But he was still trying to get back as fast as possible. But I know we do have some other problems that he is dealing yeah, with. I got it. Uh, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, of course he is. I have another problem that he's dealing with because he has an issue with a new NFL rule or I guess equipment rule. Uh, well, they've now changed out the helmets to, I guess, suit the concussion rules or situation that's going on in the NFL. Uh, he has now taken up uh, an issue with the NFL about these helmets because he does not like to wear it. And he is threatening to retire if he cannot wear his old helmet. Do you think that and Antonio Brown actually means business when it comes to this whole helmet situation. No, not at all. I really can't see him actually retiring. Why would you turn down the amount of money that the Raiders are giving you just because you can't wear a certain helmet? I know you may feel comfortable wearing the previous helmet that you've probably been wearing for years. 
But the NFL has now updated this helmet that is supposedly supposed to be uh, safer. But, I mean, things happen. But I, I don't see him turning that down just because he wants to wear his old helmet. I don't see him doing that either. He got paid a lot of money to come there, and there's just no way he's going to end his career and become irrelevant by trying to pull an Ocho Cinco, to be real. Uh, He's not going to have that type of pull, and the the NFL will humble you. When you are no longer useful, they will humble you. Until then, you you have the power. Yeah, and a clear example is Des Bryant. Look at him. Look how oh, yeah. irrelevant he is. He used to be one of the best receivers in the league. Now he's suffering with a torn Achilles that he's recovering from and trying to get back on an NFL team. Yeah. And like we've said before, that's a death stroke to a professional career. I don't think he'll actually return to any type of skill that he was at before because it just becomes difficult as you do age but that actually brings up uh what's going on in the south in dallas texas uh not too far away from vegas uh but the issues that's going on there is the ezekiel elliott contract along with the Dak contract that's going on now Dak has rumor out is that Dak. Prescott has turned down an offer for $30 million per year, and he's looking for a whole lot more. He's actually looking for about $10 million more per year. He is actually looking for $40 million per year when it comes to his contract, and I'm pretty sure he wants a good amount of that guaranteed. But since it's such a battle between who they should pay between Zeke, their running back, and Dak Prescott, their quarterback, who is more worth the money? Dak Prescott or Ezekiel Elliott to the team? Well, as far as who is more important, I got to say the quarterback, but in, it's it's really a hard, it's, it's a hard, I guess, who's argument. Worth more to, on the, who, who's worth more for that money? Oh, well, <laughs> who's worth more? It's definitely Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's no yeah. question, okay. but <laughs> the quarterback position is more important. Yeah. So, really, that, yeah, but Dak Prescott, I mean, that this is complete stupidity. If you want forty million, you got you got to be out of your mind. You're not going anywhere if you're getting paid forty million. Nowhere, because you're not going to be able to pay anybody else. And first off, you're not even worth that much. Thirty million is even might be too much. Yeah, but he's been on our uh, old deal. That's why he's actually trying to get the money he's owed. He's kind of looking for back money, not not the money in the future, because he might be worth it in the future. Who you never really know. Uh, let's say, uh, which is a far. Uh, it's really like I hate even bringing this up. Let's say he did win a Super Bowl in the next two years. That would make it worth it. Okay, you said you hate bringing this up. I don't think that would happen. You you said you hate bringing this up, but, I mean, are you against the Cowboys now? I thought you were a Cowboys fan at one point. At one point I was, but uh, I don't have much support for the Cowboys anymore. They, They constantly break your heart. And in my adulthood, they had not done enough. Well, just to get off subject, I literally gave them a five-year period. Where I said I am going to stick with them, but if they do not go to the playoffs and win a game, then I will change teams. I gave them six years. It was six years, actually. I'm serious. I I waited this out. I told people I I was held accountable for this and gave them that extra year, that six year where I interviewed a new team. I really I went through this process for real. And that's when I what shook out is I really like Russell Wilson, in which now I became a Seahawks fan. So I do lean more towards the Seahawks right now. And since I had so much blind faith in the Cowboys, I no longer like to open that box anymore. <laughs> I mean, but why would you be against them? I, I would I would think no, that you no, like no, them. No, no, you you got to look at it a little different. It's not that I'm against them. I'm not opening that box again. I'm not opening a hope box again. Okay. You know how much hope uh, Cowboy fans have out there? 
that's literally the only thing they've been given since the 90s. Yeah, every season is their season. But yeah, you never hope. know when that's going to come. They literally them hope. <laughs> but what yeah, team doesn't I'm give them hope? Box again. True. <laughs> come on. They, they, they do it in mass quantities. Yeah, they always feel like they are America's team, which I guess they are. It's it's mainly because there's fans everywhere. Every yeah. corner, there's a fan. But they you latch on to the past. Yeah, because they were given hope. They, we Everyone knows there's not a single player from that time on that team. If anything, the only person who remains is Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I feel like the Cowboys have the biggest expectations coming into this season than they've had in a, a good while. But I don't understand the hype in a way. I honestly don't kind of understand it. I was understanding a little bit more for the Eagles, but... The Cowboys have been constructed like this. I understand they, they feel they have a better defense now, and with, with combining both sides, they'll make it further. But that is literally the pitch they've been going for many, many years when they actually had a good defense and they had a good quarterback with Romo. So you just don't want to latch on to the Cowboy never, hope? You know, and never again, never again. They just set you up for failure. Yeah, that's literally, yes, yes. Because we, come on, even Stephen A says it. Uh, he says in that most opportune moment when they can let you down the most, that's when they let you down. And it was proven over and over again. I actually paid attention over a six-year period. Yeah, it's true. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see how the season plays out. But going back to this Dak $30, $40 million offer, He's out of his mind thinking that he is owed that. And you're not going to get anywhere getting that type of money. That's just complete stupidity. He's not even worth that much. I really think a lot of these NFL players are envying their NBA cohorts on other sides. Like they're, they're, They still run in the same cities. They still can be friends. It's not because they don't play the same sport does not mean they're not around each other quite often. And I think it's rubbing it off. Okay, well, well, I mean, you chose the wrong sport. I mean, <laughs> I mean that's what it all comes down to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know that the NFL, your, your NFL career can't last as long as an NBA career. But on top of that, I feel like Cowboys, their their players, they are probably more popular than the Dallas Mavericks. Wouldn't yeah. you say? Yeah, they are. It's because Texas is like a whole country, but that's a whole nother subject. <laughs> yeah, but um, as far as the the Dallas Cowboys, um, I, I feel like, you know, Dak, you, I, I know you haven't gotten paid that much over your short career, but you're just asking for too much that you're not worth. You don't do enough to get that type of money. Yeah, you're right. And Cowboys are the main piece in Texas, which makes them bigger stars because they're over a bigger population. I understand the uh, Houston Texans are there, but those are uh, within the past two decade fans if they're really repping hard for them. Uh, so I, I think he's asking for it as a possibly he's possibly asking for it as a, a star in another form other than just the football standard as a face of a franchise, which I could actually, there's an argument there for that. You're the quarterback of the Cowboys who makes a lot of money. Why shouldn't you make a lot of money? So that actually is a good argument. I mean, that's true. But as a quarterback, your career should be longer. You should be, you should have at least around a 15 year career. So this isn't going to be your last contract. If he's, uh, so you're asking for him to wait for his money, and he's been been waiting for his money? Well, no, what I'm saying is, you have the te- the team to win now. Why get greedy and um, get your money when you can win a ring and be immortalized by the Cowboys? Like you, you because... will be immortalized if you win a championship for the Cowboys, which makes you even more money. You continuously get paid off of that one win, that one Super Bowl win. I mean, look at Eli Manning. 
No, yeah, but he got two. You're right, but he might have two. I'm just saying he's lasted this long because he won those two. If it wasn't for that, he'd be out of the league. I believe you're definitely right. I have to address this because that is the perfect segue, and I would move on to the the Giants subject. But I do have to – I actually got to lobby for uh, Dak in this stance. Like, he's not about to wait for that money, and he's not buying on this Cowboys hope thing. Like, he's in the driver's seat. He's he's been there for a while, and he's not getting enough money for being in the driver's seat in a very big spotlight. He has to be more than just a player. He has to be a face of a franchise because uh, Zeke is actually not the face of the franchise. So I can actually, he could actually lobby for the money for that reason and not for the talent reason. Well, if he gets the money that he wants, that would be the worst decision he'll make of his career. Well, I guess, but uh, that means you actually believe a little bit of the Cowboy hope that some way, <laughs> somehow, they're going to actually get a Super Bowl. And I don't think they're getting a Super Bowl in their era. Well, I'm not saying that they do win a Super Bowl, but uh, what I'm saying is well, that's the only they have the best chance. Oh, I mean, <laughs> they, the they have the best chance it. right now. That, that's a long odds when it's been since the 90s since the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, and they've had better defenses. And they've had better quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know whether they've had better running backs since then because Emmett, he's pretty kind of equal there with Zeke. And, uh, uh, even though that's kind of sacrilege in a way because I know Emmett Smith's great, uh, but Zeke is a kind of equivalent type of running back at this time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Zeke, he, he could have that type of career that Emmett had, um, but we'll see. Yeah, but I'm going to go back to your other segue about uh, – you know, your boy Eli Manning, which I think is absolutely trash as a quarterback, especially now. But he did do great in those one, th- those two times he backed into Super Bowls. But because we're going to keep it to in the NFC East, the Giants, they had their first round draft pick quarterback start actually participate in the uh, scrimmage games this past week. Mr. Daniel Jones, he had a quite impressive debut uh now just reviewing from what you saw in the three completions he's had because i think he only missed one completion out of uh the the drive he had there do you think that there's a quarterback controversy in new york now since eli has been that long staying standing quarterback for the city and the team yes i think that there is a quarterback controversy Mainly because the coach and I think the um, management want to stand behind Eli Manning. They don't want to throw him out this quickly. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's time. It's it's long past due. I mean, this dude should have been out of the league like three, four years ago. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I think they really just need to give Daniels, the, the quarterback Daniels, a fair chance for the starting position because it's all about the future. Eli Manning is the past. He won the Giants. their two Super Bowls. You know, you thank him for it and let him go. He'll be all right. He made plenty of money. Yeah, I agree. And I'm going to say it in a different way. Eli is that fruit on a counter that you just don't get rid of. And then, you know, the people who know how to ferment uh, alcohol, they just say they're going to they're going to eventually make it into alcohol. And they never do anything with it, and they finally throw it away a month later. That's Eli. They're gonna be way overdue when they throw away Eli. I think Eli is gonna be around for two more years, and they're just not gonna get rid of him. They they are too attached to the name. They're too attached to who he is, and they're too attached to the Super Bowls he won for them. So I think they rather be overdue on Eli versus throw him away any early but can you say it's even early at this point no it's not early i mean it's really too late yeah you you see what he's done over the past three to four years it's it's just ridiculous get rid of this man well maybe their uh idea is that he stays around to give uh daniel jones a nice little cushion to learn a little little bit learn uh, coverages learn uh little things behind Eli and build themselves better for the future because that is honestly their best hope in the division right now and their their best hope is for Daniel Jones to be great 
three years from now because I think the rest of the division is locked down with the Eagles and even the Cowboys. Yeah, that's that's true. But I feel like Max, Eli Manning, this should be his last year. He should not be on the Giants for any longer. If you I'll, want to – if you want to have um, Daniels wait in the reins just this this year, I mean, that's fine. That's okay. So he can, you know, learn the playbook, you know, gain some experience, maybe come in during the second half when the game is out of hand because that's most likely going to happen <laughs> with the Giants. But yeah. just just throw Eli Manning out after this yeah. year. But I, I actually, I'm going to put my money on he retires in 2022 on his own. Like, he's saying he retires and it wasn't on the team. That's what I'm actually shooting for. I, that's what I'm putting my money on, even though I do think he's he absolutely sucks as a quarterback. Uh, but <laughs> just yeah. to move. Yeah, go ahead. You can comment on what? that. Well, I, I would say that Eli Manning is actually going to have to be pushed out because I feel like he's greedy. He's just trying <laughs> to get on to this money that the quarterbacks are due and, and trying to stay in as long as possible and play past 40. But he's he's just terrible. He's he's greedy. That's what he is. <laughs> well, I can, I can see you uh, thinking of it like that. Because there is a lot of money in the quarterback position and also in New York. So, I, and why not revel in the fame that you are a longstanding quarterback who won the Super Bowls for the Giants in New York? So, uh, I, I wouldn't let go of it either. Because we see a couple other quarterbacks saying they have in second lines in the uh, quarterback world with Drew Brees and Tom Brady, of course. Um, oh, just side note, did you hear that he uh, put his house up on the market, the one in New England? Yeah, I heard about that. I don't think it's a big deal. Though. I don't think it's a big deal, though. Yeah, he, he said those exact words. Yeah, so I, I don't think it's a big deal either. Uh, you flip the market where you can. And come on, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's getting more money than what he paid for simply just because it's his house on top of it probably being a very great property. Uh, but... <laughs> To move along, we're going to go to our division picks. Uh, now, working with the NFC today, the NFC North, to start off first. The NFC North it consists of the uh, Minnesota Vikings, the Green Bay Packers, the Detroit Lions, and the Chicago Bears. Out of that division, which one do you think is actually going to win the division this upcoming season? I think that... The Green Bay Packers will return to their original form and win the NFC North. They will win the NFC North with a record of 11 and 5 because this will not be an easy division. They are going up against the Bears, which has a top flight defense that I feel like will return back to form um, this season like they were last season. And a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. I mean, he's not that good, but, I mean, he's he's okay. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, they would definitely be a challenge. Um, you know, with D. Lennon Diggs, Kirk Cousins being on the team for another year, learning the playbook, getting some um, rapport with his receivers and everybody. And the Detroit Lions, I guess they're going to be better, but not too much better. So, as far as the rankings of the teams just to go back through this i go packers number one vikings number two bears three and lions last wow i'm actually surprised by your selections here uh, okay now green bay not so much of a surprise because you should kind of go with aaron Rodgers. he's about due one he's about due a good season that's just what he's about due but it's whether that's actually reality. I think it's going to be the Bears. I think the reality is the Bears are going to dominate this division, even though Vikings supposedly supposed to be the team that's actually going to should do what they're supposed to do with Kirk Cousins and uh, their two receivers there. Now, uh, we know Matt Stafford, he's going to get stats, but I, I, I agree. He's going to be number four in this. So my number, just to run it back, 
Uh, I think the Bears win the division, followed by the Vikings. I know it's it's hard putting Aaron Rodgers down that far, which meaning they're saying he's not going to have a good year. But I think it's going to end up like that. So Bears, Vikings, Green Bay, and then Lions last. Wow. Well, really, the reason why I think that the Packers will be at the top of their division is because Aaron Rodgers, I would think that this is the most that his talent has been questioned because he's been injured multiple times and his team has not gotten to the playoffs. I think the last two years and this, this is not a good look on his career. He still only has one Super Bowl championship, which has been a very long time since he's won one and people generally people continue to say he's the best talented quarterback. He's number one. But yet you miss the playoffs and your team doesn't do well. Yeah. So I think that he is going to come in on fire, ready to prove that he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I actually think that doesn't happen for him. Kind of like so you kind of remnant of what happened to Brett Favre. I don't think that happens to him until he actually gets traded, if he gets traded from out of Green Bay. Uh, but I think it's going to be kind of like Brett Favre's career and the closest he got, because he was great the last couple of years of his career when he was holding the NFL hostage on whether he was going to retire or whether he was going to stay uh, in far, far back land. Because that, that was a time when Brett Favre really controlled the NFL on what he was going to do. But those two last seasons he had were quite amazing Seasons. It was also the Bounty Gate season where the Saints were uh, taking out bets on like hitting or like hurting him and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, being far off track here, I think his career is very remnant of Brett Favre. And once he's put in a whole different situation, he'll be able to prosper. He might be able to break a little bit through more than what Brett Favre did, and he'll probably have great, amazing seasons. But I think he needs to change his environment for that to actually happen. While he's in Green Bay, though, I don't think it's about to happen. Well, I also think he needs to change his mentality. He is self-absorbed. He's kind of, sort of like Ben Roethlisberger as far as his mentality. Like, you know what? It's this person's fault. It's not my fault. I did my part. Um, But he's still a a good leader in, in most ways. But he, that's, he a can be... <laughs> that's a good leader. No, no. That's a good leader. This is my fault. This is, not, this is your fault. This well, is well, what I'm what I'm saying is, he he can be a better leader than Ben Roethlisberger can be, but he can also sometimes be like Ben Roethlisberger and not take the blame like he should at times. Because at the end of the day, as the quarterback, you get all of the credit whenever you win and you get all of the the worst credit when you lose. Yeah, I I can agree there, but I'm I'm mad you made me actually compare like who's a better leader between Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers. And honestly, when I'm looking at it like that, just right beside each other, I actually got a pool with Ben on this one. He does not like he, I know he was, he was, he has some very harsh, harsh criticism. And I'm really not on his side that much off of like the recent history he's had with uh, other players like Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. But comparative, I, 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 I've seen him say, oh, I've done my part and it was this person's fault. But not to the degree I know Aaron Rodgers takes it, honestly. And I, I can't say, He's a good leader off of that. I've actually seen Ben be a better leader in former years than Aaron Rodgers has ever been in his career. You know, I don't too much disagree with that, but I'm interested to hear, like, what is your actual thought of Aaron Rodgers as a player? No, I think he's a great player. I'm just not saying he's a great leader. Like, you know, those don't have to line up together. Even though he's the quarterback, like, uh, what's your boy who was at the Bears before? Uh, Jay Cutler? He was a good uh, quarterback, but he was a horrible leader. He was an absolutely horrible leader. Yeah, he, he was bad, but his talent 
never lived up to any of those other quarterbacks. True, true, true. I, it's, he's, he, he was just a, best, a, a very easy comparison uh, right now. But I say Aaron is a very good quarterback. I'm not denying he's a great talent. He's, he's like really mentally talented and athletically talented. I do think off of raw talent, he's the best quarterback in the league. But when it comes to putting it together all the way around, he's not in that race. <laughs> okay. I, I, I can see what you're saying. Um, and I, I mostly ag- agree. But I feel like Aaron Rodgers, he can be a great leader most of the time. But other times, whenever his team loses, he's not the best leader. Um, but He hates losing, I think. Yeah, he, he hates and, losing. And, no, and nobody likes losing. True, but it comes off of him where like he gets bratty. You you ever played with bratty losers? It yeah. makes it worse. Yes, it does. Um, and I know this doesn't help my point with the Green Bay Packers winning the division, but he does have a young coach who has not uh, proven too much, and I feel like it might be a little bit toxic. Be Come on, like, uh, come on, you, you're kind of making my case here, but <laughs> I'll move it off, off of the tour, and we'll move to the NFC West. Now, the West, uh, NFC West consists of the uh, Cardinals, the Los Angeles Rams, the San Diego, uh, not the San Diego, sorry, there's no longer a team there, uh, but the San Francisco 49ers and the uh, Seahawks, the Seattle Seahawks. Out of that division who do you see making it out and winning the division i think that the uh the the rams they will probably repeat as division winners but just barely because i think they will be a little bit worse than they were last year um the rams they lost ndonkin sue they still have their quarterback in jared goff um also the best defensive player and Aaron Donald. Um, but the, a key piece that will probably take a step back is Todd Gurley. Because I feel like he was more injured than what he was trying to let on. I, I see them taking a step back. Okay, so go ahead and make your pick. So, yeah, I, I still say that the Rams still win the division. Um, just barely. Seattle comes in second. And... The uh, I'm just throwing this out here, but the Arizona Cardinals actually finished third with the 49ers as last because Jimmy G is not what people think. Yeah, I, I think there is a lot going on in that division. Um, just to kind of scale over these two, these four teams, the Cardinal has a brand new quarterback, which a lot of the league is hoping that he's a, a doppelganger of Patrick Mahomes. That's that's the best result of what people see and want uh, out of this situation. But he's still new. We we can't forget that. And he's we also have to see what how he's going to adjust with the fact that he's not that tall in the NFL. I think he's they still think he is a great talent, but there's something to to being new in the league. It doesn't always work your way. Now the Rams. I think they're the strongest team in the division. Even though I'm a Seahawks fan, I would say they're probably the strongest team all around. And I also agree, Todd Gurley was hurt more than he let on. Uh, they're going to do this whole low management in the NFL uh, when it comes to him this year. That, that's what, come on, they they've kind of said it. He got you, the contract, and they, they're kind of saying they're going to, they said they're going to take off uh, how many snaps he's going to take. That's what it is, is low management. Low management, that, that's really hard to do in the NFL. And especially for a running back. You're, you're yeah. right. Either way, he's going to get hit on every single play. It doesn't matter. And what's worse is people are going to hit him in the knees. Yeah, he, I think one of the problems he has is he doesn't have any cartilage between his knees. That means your career is pretty much over, to be real. Uh, you, you can fight through the pain, but you, you can't go more than three years, and that's way too long. You're not gonna be. Able, you're not gonna be able to walk in your later years. Yeah, and do you think the Rams overpaid for Todd Gurley? Uh, well, I guess that's the dilemma that's going on in the whole NFL right now. Even with Zeke, is you pay them this money because they've done all of these things for you, but 
honestly, now teams are reviewing it as what can you do for me in the future because I've used you up so much in the past. And they're yeah. like, honestly, looking at the Todd Gurley situation. So to answer your question, uh, I say no, honestly, because he still was great. Yeah, he, he did great for them. Um, he was a. Uh, they went to the uh, Super Bowl. That, that's true. But that was. He played, I think, 12, 13 games, and then he was out for the rest of the season. Well, not exactly out, but he didn't really play like that. But he, like, he was a, a stat machine. Like, if you had him in fantasy football, you played him every single week. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to the end of the season, is he going to be there? And that's what I think you need to take into consideration because that's what you really need him for is the end of the season to perform at that high level. And you're not going to get that. Yeah. And I think they're going to have to exercise low management and really like pace out his games so that that can happen in the later uh, part of the season. They are, I think the front runner of this division. So just to kind of give you how I think it's going to shake out, Rams are going to win the division followed by the Seahawks, Cardinals coming in third uh, due to the adjustment. Uh, and we also agree with the person who's going to be last in the division, which will be the 49ers. Okay, so we actually agree one of the few times. And I really hope, uh, what's his name, Kyler Murray is very I good. Mm-hmm. I think he will be somewhat like a Russell Wilson, but faster. I'm not going to yeah. say better. I'm not going to say better, but... <laughs> he, I would say quicker. He, yeah, yeah, quicker, shiftier. No, um, no, no, actually, I would, I would, let me reverse that faster, because Russell West, uh, Russell Wilson is quick. He's not fast. Yeah. I, but I think Kyler Murray is fast and quick. Yeah, that's true. I, I feel like Kyler Murray, he can, you know, change direction faster and easier. He He's more elusive. Well, no, I'm not going to say that. Not, never I think mind. He might have big speed. But... Yeah, he might have big speed, but let's scratch the elusiveness that I just said. Russell Wilson is very elusive. Like he, oh, he's yeah. tricky. He's a magician. Um, I agree. We'll have to see if Kyle Murray is like that, but I just think Kyle Murray is very fast and shifty. Well, uh, like Skip Bayless was saying, he has like a reserve gene, like where he he knows how to get in the little pockets to not get hit so hard because he's been small all his life uh maybe that comes to be true and he he exercises a whole lot of things he probably saw with russell wilson being in the league uh but we'll all see and it will be an exciting season uh but in the nfl which team do you think is actually ready for that huge leap to the next level of let's say at least 10 wins in the season and at least one playoff win and just to kind of throw a few teams out there, just some a couple of front runners for uh, huge leaps. I would say Ravens, Colts, Cardinals, Jaguars, Browns, Vikings. Or you can come up with a different team. Well, um, I'm kind of torn. Um, I would say the Browns are most likely to take that next step because they were right on the edge of um, being that team. And they just got better with adding Odell Beckham Jr. and having another year of experience with all of the same players. Um, and the other team that I'm looking at is the Minnesota Vikings because they they were kind of disappointing last year. They should have made the playoffs. They had all of the right people um, on their team, had a great defense, um, great receivers, Marginally good running back, and I would say an above-average quarterback. And they just didn't fit well together. So I, I'm just going to say it's a tie for me. I see the Vikings and the Browns actually getting over the hump, getting those 10 wins, and getting a playoff victory. Ah, okay. Well, I actually have to differ a little bit here. Um and I'm just going to run down from the team, teams I did say. Now, Ravens, I do think there's a big jump there with uh, with Jackson. Um, what's his first name? Tavares? 
L- Lamar Jackson. Lamar, Lamar. Sorry, I'm thinking of another uh, quarterback. No, no, L- Lamar, Lamar. Lamar, Lamar. That is right, Lamar. Uh, but Lamar is a really great talent. I think he he is gonna. He's personally gonna make a huge leap, but the team won't make such a big leap. Uh, we'll see how it shakes out. Now the Colts, you have Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, he was in line for a good leap, and the Colts in general as a full team and franchise, but he's suffered an actual setback and with his recovery. Uh, I, I think it's his lower back. So I can't really say that they're going to make that jump with him, their main person being hurt. So my bet is actually going to be, and I'm going to choose two teams like you, the Browns or the Jaguars. I actually think Nick Foles comes for, through for them and at the Jaguars. And they, since they took had a yeah, because I know you're laughing here because the Jaguars kind of sucked last year. But if you follow the year before that, they had an amazing defense. That everybody thought they were ready to make that next step, that huge leap, to maybe make it to the Super Bowl. And then everybody jumped ship when they just didn't. It didn't come through. Uh, and once a couple games into the season, even down up to I think maybe eight games. But maybe Nick Foles comes through. So take them to that next level, win them at least one playoff game, and the defense returns to prominence like they were just a year before last year. Okay. Well, I can see the defense coming back and playing well, but I don't have any confidence in Nick Foles. Now, the the reason why I don't have any confidence in him is because he's not, he hasn't played a single season with all 16 games. Not one. Not one season. So he still has a lot to prove. Nick Foles, I think he was in a great situation with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the team really fit with him. They meshed together really well. And he's with a Jaguars team that doesn't have the same talent that the Eagles have, at least on offense. And I I just don't see how they do it. I mean, the Colts are definitely a better team. I still think the Texans are a better team. And I would say they're basically on the same level as the Titans. I I really don't see how the Jaguars can get anywhere near the playoffs. Well, I think that the only thing Nick Foles actually needs to prove is how he can get his championship ring in his pocket. Uh, with it being so big and his MVP trophy being so big on him. I think the disrespect is heavy when it comes to Nick Foles. I'm actually a slight fan, uh, only because the disrespect has been longstanding when it comes to Nick Foles. He actually was a starter in Philly before he got traded away and then brought back to Philly. And eventually is the only Philly quarterback to win them a Super Bowl and the only MV quarterback they ever had. So I still think there's heavy disrespect there, and he has enough to at least give you a base-level quarterback, somebody who's not going to mess up enough to keep you out of games. And I think that's the situation that Jaguars have always had when they've had a good defense. In this situation, it's not that he has to be amazing. He just not doesn't need to mess up, and I think he can do that. So you think that's enough for them to win the division? It was enough for the Baltimore Ravens back in the day when they won the Super Bowl. It was enough. Actually, for two two Super Bowls uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, it was enough. Mm, no, Joe Flacco, he really did his part in them winning their uh, Super Bowl. And I think... Uh, I'll give him a little more credit on that one. Okay. But the first one, we all know. The defense oh, won that one. Yeah, well, Joe Flacco wasn't even around for that. But, yeah, I was um, talking about Joe Flacco. It was um, Ray uh, Lewis and the, Ed Reed. I'm, th- I'm talking about the quarterback because it was one of the brothers on the ESPN. Oh, uh, um, Dilfer, Trent Dilfer. Yeah, yeah, there, there you go. And he was not a great quarterback at all. Yeah, and he knows that. Oh, yeah, he definitely knows it. He says it. <laughs> but um, as far as uh, Nick Foles, I think he's really comparable to Joe Flacco, a guy who is almost below average during the regular season, but somehow is pretty good during the postseason. 
Um, but I don't think the team's even going to make it that far to get to the postseason. Mm. I, I, I don't know. But just uh, I, I think it, it could be any one of these teams. We never really know. But we'll definitely get to know very soon because football has started. Preseason has started to to play out. We're going into the second game, which will be this upcoming week. Uh, second set of preseason games. But just to move on to a different sport, we're going to go move to the NBA, where it's, it's a mixture of NBA and NCAA college. Uh, well, the NCAA has now dropped a rule uh, where agents who represent players have to have a bachelor degree or a certificate from NBA PA, have a professional liability insurance, and keep that longstanding, along with complete the NCAA qualification exam. But as soon as that came out, pretty much everyone knew what that rule was being was going to be called and be understand to be the Rich Paul rule. Now, Rich Paul is LeBron's agent and also LeBron's longstanding friend from high school. He took along with him three of his friends who, in different avenues of his uh, his career, and put him in big situations. Rich Paul just so happened to become his agent. He has all now, also now become an agent for other big names like Ben Simmons, Draymond Green, Anthony Davis, among other, other players, many other great players. He has now become the undisputed most powerful agent in the league. And that's partly due to his relationship with LeBron James. Now, with this new rule that we all know is now dubbed the Rich Paul rule, do you think that this bachelor degree, uh, do you think that's, well, just to kind of recorrect it, also today, the NCAA has now pulled back a little bit on that rule because this was only a couple days ago, less than a week that they announced this. They have now said that a bachelor's degree is no longer required representing an NCAA player. Uh, now, do you think that the lingering effect will of this rule have an effect on the world of the NBA? Um, no, I, I, don't, I don't think it'll really have any type of lingering effects. I think that, well, just going back from before the rule was um, taken away, I think that um, the NCAA is just just a money grubber. They want more people to go to college, which is fine. That's good. But, I mean, college is not for everybody. And I think that experience matters the most. And as you can see, um, in most jobs, a lot of people have bachelor's degrees, but they don't get the job. And it's mainly because they don't have any experience. And yeah. with with Rich Paul, he's had plenty of experience. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. But I do think there will be a lingering effect on the NBA. It's going to happen in college and NBA. This is going to be, I think, the lingering effect. I think since just by proposing it, it just pushes these more top recruits to go across seas and go to Australia because now they're going to be broadcasting. They've gotten a contract with the, with the ESPN to broadcast these games where they're going over to Australia, this new Australian league. And they're going there and making at least about a hundred thousand within that year, having a whole college atmosphere, living literally on the same basketball type of circuit and getting money for it. So I think that that's just going to push them even more that way. But do you see the realignment of this rule? Because they've they've actually changed their stance on this. Do you think the retracting of this rule shows that Rich Paul is the real person in power? <laughs> um, I think it was the backlash, really, that they got. Um, they, they didn't think that, well, the NCAA didn't think that they would get this much pushback from everybody in the media, everybody in the NBA, 
and um, they they just think that you know what we need to get rid of this because this isn't a good look, and we are gonna be shading a lot of people away from looking at the talent in the NCAA. And I didn't think about the part with the um, Australian league. I didn't think of that as a factor, but that's definitely true. Um, and I have to pose a question. Do you think that the NCAA, like their, I guess their talent pool will go down? Uh, yeah, I do think so. Because soon as one amazing great star goes there and does it there and makes the money for it and gets that first million, it's it's going to throw... Actually, I think what's going to also happen is the NBA is going to drop this whole one-year rule, or you got to be 18 rule. Because uh, actually 18 should be enough to get you across the line when it comes to being in college. Uh, sorry, to being 18. But they're going to drop this whole one-and-done rule. Like, you have to be in college or you have to be a certain age. Because I think it's now 19, but I'm just not exactly sure on the rules they've set up to kind of block people from going straight to the NBA. I think it goes off age and not uh, having to go to college. Because you don't have to go to college. You okay. have to be of a certain age, I'm pretty sure, to make it to go to, go to the NBA. And it wouldn't be 18 because now – kids would just go straight from high school to, to the NBA and it wouldn't matter. I'm pretty sure it's 19 uh, and I, I don't think it's 20, but I have to just check. Okay. Well, I'm thinking that you just have to spend one year out of high school to qualify. And actually, that would make a little bit more sense, but I'm just not sure. Okay. But, I mean, that that falls in line with people going to Australia to play. Yeah, so it, it so it helps them. Um and that will actually ward off a lot of players from even thinking about going to the NCAA. Cause really, what are they gonna do in a year as far as school? Have fun and be an icon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what they can do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But what I'm saying is like learning. They're not learning anything because oh, their no. their their whole goal is to get to the NBA. So they don't care about that. They'll go back for their degree if they really feel like it. Yeah, you, they pretty much stop going to classes after a certain point, after it's not required to do academic type things. So we all know how this uh, really goes. But um, kind of move it on, but stay on the topic of Rich Paul. Now, it, there's a rumor out there that Rich Paul still likes the idea of Anthony Davis playing in New York with the Knicks. Do you think that Rich Paul will move him for the money in New York? I think that Rich Paul, he's in the best interest of the player. He's not probably not going to play favorites, even though he's like one of the best friends of LeBron. He's like, you know, I got to do what's best for my clients. And I'm in the business of making money just like you are, LeBron. And, you know, if this thing in L.A. doesn't work out like we think it will, then we will explore our options and see what Anthony Davis can get. I agree. I agree he's an equal opportunist, but I also think he does not want to get on the bad side of his his main man. And why? 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 Why even do something like that? I think I, I honestly think we're thinking about something that really won't come to fruition. Uh, it just it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I think it would make sense for Anthony Davis in about two years. And let's say this this plays out. LeBron has three years left, and let's say it goes that Anthony Davis plays a signs a one and one. But I I, I would hope he would want to go for a long term contract. But let's say he goes for a one and one. He stays on this upcoming year, and he signs a one year deal uh, this upcoming season after that. I could see him moving him to New York but no earlier than him being in L.A. for two years. Okay, yeah, I, I can see the two years because that plays out the rest of LeBron's contract. Well, but do it, you think... He would have one more year left. LeBron would still have one more year in, in that situation. He has well, one year left on his contract. Well, when is Anthony Davis signing this one-on-one -one deal? Well, he would have to 
he 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 just got traded, so I guess he doesn't have to sign him. He did sign something, so that's the one. And I'm thinking he's just going to sign a one one year deal after that. That's where his one and one, like this year counting next year, not the one and one after this year. Okay, well I, I'm what, thinking. Okay, well I, I'm thinking that he signs a one and one like next off season, well, just yeah, to see I, how yeah, everything plays out. I think it would go both ways. Honestly, yeah, I can I I can see it going more the other way. Like the uh, he plays this year out and then does it a one and one after that, so he can look at his options, uh, see what the landscape looks like. Because let's say, Le- uh, God forbid, uh, LeBron <laughs> declines out here. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I know you're laughing at the God forbid because I don't want to see that talent gap drop. Because we knew what the 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 league looked like without Jordan. But even though we don't have that same situation now, there is a plenty of great talent still in the league without LeBron. I'm not going to be that foolish. But I still want to see the great play. Yeah, me, me too. I, I want to see the best players play for as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah, but we obviously as a country don't want to see the best players play for the U.S. team. Just moving on to the FIBA World Cup. Now, they had a scrimmage on Friday, um, August 9th, uh, which kind of starts off, kicks off the FIBA World Cup when it comes to basketball. Um, We've already kind of discussed there are lower-level names a part of this team. But there's even more players still dropping out on the team when they're actually there. Now, uh, just a notable name, because the other guy doesn't matter, you probably wouldn't uh, really know him, but Kyle Lowry has pulled out today on the FIBA World Cup uh, for basketball. Now, they're making cuts today also. How would you feel about being cut from this low-level team, to say it like that? Sorry to say it like that. Well, maybe Kyle Lowry you know, dropped out of the team because maybe he wasn't going to make the cut. I mean, I'm just throwing a joke out there. But um, I think that would be a terrible thing. Like, this is like one of the the worst FIBA World Cup teams ever. It it doesn't have the best talent in the league, and you still get cut. I would feel feel absolutely horrible if I got cut from this FIBA basketball thing oh my god i feel bad like how can you return to the nba getting cut from this team (laughs) well that also depends on what player you were like what type of player were you looked at as before you joined this team like if you're somebody like jeremy lynn (laughs) okay yeah yeah i I agree then it that doesn't matter okay so i'm gonna give you a middle very very smaller middle level person who might have an attitude about it? Let's say Marcus Smart. How would you feel if you were Marcus Smart and you got you got cut? I don't think he should feel that bad. I don't think he's like one of the top players. He's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I agree, but he has enough to feel some type of way because he's a middle of the pack player, and he would feel shoot. I should at least be able to make this team. Yeah, I, I guess, but. He doesn't make that much of an impact. I, I don't. I don't think he's. He should feel that salty. Sure, sure. But my, the whole point is, there's really not much going in the favor of the FIBA U.S. team. Honestly, I'm really waiting to see what happens when they lose for the first time. Because I am a strong believer the media. The media is just brewing to hit this team with all they got about how much they suck. And I think a lot of these players are jumping out of it, so they're not a a part of that. And just to kind of go back to Kyle Lowry, why be subject to that and you just won the championship? And you also know that you're beginning the season with uh, to receive your championship ring against the Pelicans. You get to play against Zion in the first game. Like, I'm about to go back home and rest. He had a good trip to China. That's that's the way he's going to feel about that. But I think Jake is up. It's about time to rest. Yeah. You know what? Get ready for the NBA season. Don't risk any type of further injury. And, um, you know, you 
you got to build that team chemistry also with your teammates. Yeah. And, yeah, we're going to go ahead and end it there. And this has been So You Think You Know Sports. So we're moving on to the the last part, which is our questions. Uh, It's always three questions, multiple choice. Your guess is about as good as mine. Muhammad comes up the questions. I answer them, and I try to figure it out uh, through deductive reasoning and what I do know, but sometimes they're hard. But we're going to go ahead and start. Go ahead, Muhammad. First question. What NFL player won the NFL League MVP in 2008? A, Tom Brady, B, Peyton Manning, or C, Kurt Warner? And you said 2008, right? Yeah, 2008. That's slightly challenging. Uh, And you said MVP of the league, correct? Yep, league MVP. So I, I can kind of simmer on that. Get, go ahead and repeat the question and answer fully for them again. What NFL player won the NFL League MVP in 2008? A, Tom Brady, B, Peyton Manning, or C, Kurt Warner? Mm. And I think that's, it's kind of hard, but I think I know which answer I'm going with. I'm not going to give you much time uh because I know with the episode's a little longer uh, today. But um, one more time with the question and answer. What NFL player won the NFL League MVP in 2008? A, Tom Brady, B, Peyton Manning, or C, Kurt Warner? Oh, uh, you're going to make this hard on me. Um I kind of think it's um, uh, Kurt Warner, but I'm just not sure. Uh, I remember Peyton Manning being a beast during that time, and I think I'm pretty sure I think he was on Madden in '08, but I'm just not exactly sure. And Tom Brady, I don't, I just don't think it's him. So I'm going to cut him out of the race. Um, as far as uh, Peyton Manning, he's never been on Madden. He's never been on Madden. No, he's never been a cover on Madden. Wow, I did not know that. But just to kind of uh, pull it in, I'll say that Kurt Warner's that's too late for Kurt Warner, so I'll say Peyton Manning. That is correct. Oh, okay. All right, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought you were wrong. Um, <laughs> the next question. What was the last team the Carolina Panthers beat in the playoffs? A, New Orleans Saints, B, Arizona Cardinals, or C, Seattle Seahawks? That is... uh, 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 um, I'm not sure, honestly, because I'm trying to remember. They didn't go to the playoffs last year, but the years before that, they were really good. Um... One more time with the question and answer. What was the last team the Carolina Panthers beat in the playoffs? A, New Orleans Saints, B, Arizona Cardinals, or C, Seattle Seahawks? Uh, Dang it. Uh, One more time. Just one more time with question and answer. I'm going to answer it straight out. Okay. What was the last team the Carolina Panthers beat in the playoffs? A, New Orleans Saints, B, Arizona Cardinals, or C, Seattle Seahawks? I don't think it's the Saints. I also don't think it's the Cardinals. They've had a lot of great battles with the Seahawks. I honestly think it's my Seahawks. Final answer. That is wrong. That's wrong? Yes. It's actually the Arizona Cardinals. That's the last team they beat in the playoffs, which is the last team that they went against before they went up against the Broncos in the Super Bowl. Mm. So they've been... What year was that? That was in 2015. You sure they didn't... Nope. See, last year, of course, they didn't make the playoffs. And then the year before that, they made the playoffs, but they lost in the first round to the Saints. 
Then in 2016, they did not make the playoffs. And 2015, right. that's when they went to the Super Bowl, and the Cardinals right. were the last team they beat in the NFC Championship. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I was trying to remember, but they, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> now, last question. Last question. All right. What NBA team has Jamal Crawford not played for? A, Miami Heat, B, Portland Trailblazers, or C, Golden State Warriors? Mm, I kind of lingered on that last one, but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm not sure because I know he's played for a lot of teams. Um, more, go ahead with the question and answer again. What NBA team has Jamal Crawford not played for? A, Miami Heat, B, Portland Trailblazers, or C, Golden State Warriors? I don't know. Um, but what teams are you familiar with with Jamal Crawford? With the Clippers... Uh, Phoenix. No, he didn't play for Phoenix. Yes, he did play for Phoenix. Um, dang it, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> hmm. Well, do you honestly? Yeah, the, I think he played it one time. But do you honestly remember any team before the Clippers? <laughs> it's kind of hard, but uh, Atlanta. I remember Atlanta. Okay. Um, but go ahead with the, uh, the question and answer one more last time, and I'll, I'll answer it. And we'll meet you in the next Wednesday when the next episode airs. What NBA team has Jamal Crawford not played for? A, Miami Heat, B, Portland Trailblazers, or C, Golden State Warriors? <sighs> yes, this is hard. But, uh... I'm going to shoot a shot in the dark because I don't remember him ever playing for the Miami Heat. Uh, uh, yeah, Miami, Miami Heat. That is correct. What? <laughs> yeah, he's played for those other two teams. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't remember whether he played for Golden State at all, but I was like, I think I think he played for Portland, but good God, I, I was kind of, that was hard. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he played for this past season, the Phoenix Suns, the year before that, Minnesota Timberwolves, and then for many years, the Clippers, then before that, Portland Trailblazers, Atlanta for two years, then Golden State, then the Knicks for a good while, and Chicago for about four years, the first four years of his career. Well, he's a true journeyman, <laughs> but we'll go ahead and exit on that. Uh, we'll catch you next Wednesday, uh, and it's still going to really start to heat up because the NFL is really getting close along with the FIBA World Cup and the NBA season coming up also. And this has been So You Think You Know Sports. Good night.